following program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. Welcome to GleeCast, the somewhat occasionally weekly home of Glee and casting. Here are your hosts, Emily and Erica. I'll explain why I'm staring at my microphone in confusion. <laughs> it's because I went to karaoke last night. And I was so used to picking up the microphone and then having to click me on, and like, uh, and I'm used to seeing a light, and suddenly I'm looking at this microphone because last week we recorded via Skype, yes, and this week we're in the same room together. We're in the Intravia home studio. We're in the Intravia home studio, which is filled with kids' toys, a computer that only plays Snood. I think <laughs> I think that's the only thing you can do on there. I think you can play Snood and Free Cell. Um, a, oh, a bookcase with the shoes I made for high school prom. They're beautiful. Which are pretty impressive. They're glittery and have arms and frogs glued onto them. Uh, yeah, this is the Long Island edition of Glee. Yes, it is. Um, it's also the Oscar, uh, Happy Oscar Sunday. Yes, Happy Oscar Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the drunk episode of Glee as well, but... We're not drunk. We're not, no. I'm a little disappointed. I, it's, it's a little weird, I will say. Not that like we're not drunk recording, because we weren't last week. No, we know? haven't been in a while. Uh, yeah, no, not, not since... Um, Maybe the burl. No, we were sober for burlesque because we drove. I don't remember when. But well, last time we were, when we recorded with Fozzie and George, we were having some okay. mimosas. Yes, yes, yes. Um, some meaning many. But uh, yeah, this is an, an episode all about drinking and such. But um, you know, we had we both had to prep for the Oscars. Yeah, it was a it was a lot of work. Yeah. Um, we we believe in celebrating the Oscars as a holiday. Yes. I'm gonna come out and say that. Uh, we were attending a party at our dear friends, complete with. Themed food. Yes. Uh, and Erica, your movie that you chose. I chose Black Swan and I made, wait, I want to say it right, white and black swan cookies. So mm-hmm. they're black and white cookies, but they're white and black swan cookies. Um, my boyfriend, which I'm carrying around his food right now because he's at work, chose The Fighter and he made, it's called um, Chocolatey Guinness Goodness. And it's a Guinness chocolate pudding. And then you put the whipped cream on top and it looks like a Guinness because. You, you know, have the, no idea how excited I am about the that. fighter. They're Irish. They're from Boston, so it seemed appropriate. It's combining two things I love more than you know. My it looks really yummy. We didn't try it. So. Yeah, um, I, I I was kind of slacking, and I by the time I could pick a movie, like everything was taken. All that was left was Winter's Bone, and I really didn't want to make um, like venison or <laughs> stew or boneless spirits, Um or True Grit, and I really like the idea of True Grits. But I kind of decided those were really inappropriate party food. <laughs> so I went with 127 hours uh, and went through many decisions. Um, I was told I was not allowed to bring my own pee and serve it, even <laughs> though that would have been the easy answer. Um, uh, I thought about stone soup. It was it was going to happen, but then soup was kind of a pain to make and drag around. A little bit. Um, so I went with elbow macaroni and cheese. Nice. Yeah. I have no idea how it's going to taste. Questionable. There's cottage cheese and sour cream in there. It's, really? Yeah. Which sounded like, okay, I'm going to make a fancy mac and cheese. I'm going to combine all these things. And it kind of looks weird. What other cheeses? Um, they recommended cheddar, like just use like a bag of shredded cheddar. Me being me, you can't, you can't tell me to use a cheese. Like, and you can't tell me how much of the cheese to use. So I added some sharp cheddar and some Monterey Jack. Okay. Um... And par- oh, and Parmesan. There's also like a, a Parmesan in there at some point. 
Uh, oh, and I put tomatoes in the middle so that it's like blood when you cut it. Surprise. Oh, plus I had a tomato in my fridge, so I'm like, let me use this because <laughs> we'll it's gonna go bad by the time I, I don't get back. Uh, we'll find out how that went tonight. We'll, we'll let you know next week. Preferably listeners. after um, somebody took uh, kids are all right and brought a lot of wine. I hope preferably after the wine. Yeah. That's when we'll serve the mac and yes. cheese, and then everything will taste good. Sounds good, indeed. Uh, there's one thing probably we should announce. My big announcement. Your big announcement. I finally started a blog. You're a blogger. I'm a blogger now. I'm a podcaster and a blogger and a knitter. And that's what my blogging is about. Um, It's called knitsasmallworld.com. It's knit, K-N-I-T-S, asmallworld.com. And um, it's basically just my adventures in knitting. I only have like two posts right now, but... It's fun, and I'm enjoying it, so go and read it. Even though you didn't take my title of I Knit on Your Grave. That one was also Which I was good. excited about. But I really, enough. really like that one, but it was a little it was a little morbid for the knitting. <laughs> yeah, the knitting community is, is not known to, for, their, for their joy of rape exploitation cinema. But what can you do? I also didn't go with my original option, which was Knits a Pearl World. Ah. Because... My boyfriend felt it was a little confusing. Well, as somebody who knows nothing about knitting, it yeah. is. But, I mean, you know, I know nothing about knitting. So. But knitsasmallworld.com. Hooray. Excitement. Um, all right. I think we should just move into the episode, right? Let's do it. All right. So this episode was, I don't know what it was called. I just called it Drunkly. It was called Blame It on the Alcohol. Oh, okay. Um, written by Ian Brennan. Directed by that redheaded slice of goodness. Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz, who last directed duets, didn't he? I think so. I think he directed duets, which was my favorite episode of the season, I will still say. Um, but this was, okay, drunkly. It's all about the alcohol. Drunkly. Raise a glass to the drunkest episode of a musical dramedy ever. Diggins grows alarmed by the spike in campus drunkenness and naturally solves the problem with a school assembly where New Directions must perform an anti-alcohol anthem. With Rachel's two dads away on Rosie O'Donnell's cruise and her songwriting skills suffering from a lack of life experience, side note, finding your biological mother via song and being abandoned again does not a Carol King make. Puck convinces her to throw a party. With Sam, Brittany, Arcades, Chang Squared, Finiquin, and Kerblaine on board, the wine coolers get poppin', shot glasses utilized, clothes traded, Brittany's midriff licked, and bottles spun as Rachel and Blaine enjoy a surprisingly sexy smooch that causes the latter to question his bi-curiosity, much to the disappointment and even anger of Kurt. Blaine still spends the night sleeping off Rachel's dad's liquor cabinet over at Kurt's place, a discovery that confuses Bert and subsequently angers Kurt as to the confusion of Bert or something. The next day, the kids nurse week-long hangovers, curing them uh, with first-period Bloody Marys. Nothing bad can possibly happen from that until their assembly performance and its flashback to Stand By Me, though thankfully Figgin's sense of good theater blinds him to their actual drunkenness and instead rewards a successful anti-drinking assembly with frozen yogurt coupons. In between all the teenage hijinks, Will gets a pick-me-up at Rosalita's Roadhouse on a school night when Beast convinces him to get his honky a Tonkin. A hangover and drunk dial to Emma, publicly aired by Sue, naturally, makes our curly-haired lonely boy question the place of alcohol in his and his students' lives, leading to a heartfelt contract formed with his students and pledged to not touch the funny juice until after regionals. So break out that sparkling cider, kitties. It's bubbly, it's legal, it's mildly acidic, but filled with vitamin C. It's... Hooray! Yay! Now, after last week where we talked about how there was about 10,000 things happening, um, this one really, when I was kind of breaking down the plot... It was very focused. It was very focused. And every all the storylines related back to a very specific storyline. And a very specific theme. Yeah. Yeah. It was all... The theme was drinking. 
Um, and it wasn't like come back where they had to say it every five right. minutes. I guess because there's a lot of different words you can use for drinking and alcohol. So, yeah. Um, not like we would know any of this at all. No. No. Mm-mm. Not at all. Um, yeah. I, I'll say it right off. I really enjoyed this episode. I did too. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, and I thought it was very concise, but not preachy. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that they were kind of like, well, kids are going to drink and we can't change that, but we try and make them do it responsibly. Right. Which I really enjoyed because the worst thing you could do is be like, don't do that. And then they'll do right. it. Well, and, like, yeah, like when Niners who know had their first anti-drinking episode, it was Brandon who was always against drinking and never drank. And then finally gets like pressured into drinking. And what does he do? He gets a DWI and spends the night in jail. Yep. And then from that point on, like you never see him touch liquor again in the entire series. Yeah. That was a little much. Yeah. Nine or two and L. Um, yeah. But in Glee, I think they handled it really, really beautifully. Yeah. They had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And I think there were moments that bordered on preachy, but I think they, they dialed it back for the most part and it mm-hmm. didn't come off that way. And it was, it was fun. I think this one, this episode had a lot of sense of fun about it. Um, I was excited for it because when I saw the yeah. preview last week, I was like, this just looks great. Of Rachel Berry's, what is it? Train extravaganza. It's a train, train wreck, wreck extravaganza. I don't remember. I didn't write it down. I didn't either. But the party, like, I was excited for the party. And my only, like, I'll get to my low point of it was just that, like, since the party happened at the beginning of the episode, it yeah. was, like, after that was a bit of a letdown. Because, oh, my God, that party, that party was awesome. made me so happy. <laughs> like, because it, it, it felt like a high school party. party. Yeah. Like, where it is awkward. You don't really know what to drink or how much of it you can do. Um, you're acting drunk. Like, but you don't quite know how to act drunk yet. Right. Um, and it was in, you know, the basement or the Oscar room. The Oscar room. I how, want an Oscar room. How did Artie get down there? I don't know. Like, they showed him in the wheelchair there. I guess Brittany carried him down. I guess, yeah. That, that We've seen her carry him before. That's true. That's true. Carried if Finn was there, bed. he could have helped. Yeah. I guess. But yeah, I, <laughs> I did wonder that. It did not seem, <laughs> it did not seem handicapped accessible. Um, but regardless, it... It did have a stage and bedazzled microphones yeah, and everything which else. Everyone in this town has bedazzled microphones. I noticed that too. And they're all pink bedazzled microphones. Well, no. The ones at, at Rosalita's Roadhouse were red, white, and blue. I didn't notice they were bedazzled. I was flashing back to the roller rink. And the roller rink. The roller rink, there yeah. was a pink bedazzled one. But... Everyone in town has rhinestone microphones. Wow. I think we need to start gluing rhinestones to our microphones. Can we? Can we, we can. do that? Yeah. It won't like hurt the sound quality, no. will it? Okay. I'll pick some up. Um, I was we'll talking... have arts and crafts next week. Can we? Can yeah. really? I was talking about um, bedazzlement at work a few weeks ago, and like nobody knew what I was talking about. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I would really like for somebody to get me for Christmas one year. I would love to get the bedazzler. <laughs> and people were like, "What's that?" And I had to like quote the ad and say all the things you could do with it. <laughs> and we were like, "Oh, that that looks fun." I'm like, "No, but it it just I feel like life would be better if you could bedazzle things." It would be, yeah. Um. So who do you want to talk about first? Um. Let's talk about the part like the. The uh, um, mm. yeah, mm. I guess Rachel, because Rachel will lead into Kurt and Blaine, okay, and Will. Um, so Rachel is um trying to write a song. Yes, she is. She does write a song. It's very sad. It's song. kind of fabulous. It's it's totally <laughs> Disney princess waiting to happen. Yeah. Uh, and she kind of realizes that she doesn't have enough life experience to be a, a really good songwriter. Right. So she has to have a party, which Puckerman was already trying to pressure mm-hmm. her into. By calling her his Jewish American princess, sexy yeah. Jewish American princess, um, and since her dads are on the Rosie O'Donnell cruise, she 
doesn't have life experience and she decides to have a party. Right. Because she'll finally have a sip of alcohol and will therefore know what, what life is and what yes. to sing about it. Of course. Um, so she has the party and Just Finn, for the Glee kids. Just for the Glee kids. Uh, and Blaine. Blaine yeah. Warbler. <laughs> Blaine Warbler. <laughs> Blaine Warbler who comes in street clothes. Um, and gets his hair all t- tussled up and... Oh my, oh my god. Again, like every week we talk about how like we both kind of fall a little more in love with yes, Blaine. I'm uh, he was madly in love with I him. I am too. Like when he's drunk and dancing and just like cuz his, his hair's all messy yeah, and, like, and it has like little curls. Yeah. And, yeah, it was it was really sexy. We could have erasial looking children. 20s. I can talk about it. It's fine. <laughs> I finally have a glee crush that's like on one of the Appropriate. kids. Yeah. yeah. Um uh so she has the party, and she's trying to keep it cool, trying to keep it... Can we talk about what she was wearing? We, uh, now, what did, to me, she was dressed like um, like Rosemary from Rosemary's Baby in a couple of scenes. That's what I was feeling. I was feeling this very 70s... In, like, the, the seafoam green the dress, seafoam right? Green yeah. dress. Um, when you leave here, check the, the wedding photo <laughs> my, of my parents. My parents got married in 1973, uh, and apparently the bridesmaids' gowns were Romeo and Juliet-themed. It kind of reminds me of kind of what Rachel wore. Yeah, it was super seventies, but I didn't, I didn't understand in her head where she was going. What she, she was, was like, with that. I'm gonna have a party, so I'm gonna dress like I lived in the seventies. I don't was know. Was it like her being an adult and thinking like this, this is, is my adult dress, ladies' dress? And I don't it looked know. like such a nightgown too. It like it didn't even look like in any part of time it would have been something you wore at night. Yeah, um, that was her party wear. Yeah, it was insanely hideous. Yeah. And uh, they, especially after her week last week of trying to be a trendsetter, <laughs> not going to happen yet. No. Yeah. Um, but now, so everybody start, finally starts drinking, uh, except for Finn and Kurt. Kurt to impress, to not embarrass himself in front of Blaine, I guess. And, and Finn is DD. Right. Even though, well, I guess maybe they just stayed 